Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and I'm the author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers everywhere and of course at Amazon. I coach some pretty incredible women via the Sovereign Experience, which you can learn more about at YourCourageousLife.com. I do a little group coaching help over at facilitatewithimpact.com. And now I'm the host of a new podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. So if I told you the truth, These are a couple things I might tell you. If I told you the truth, I might tell you that there have been times in my life when I didn't want to be alive. I'd tell you there's been more than one time. I'd tell you that I was as young as nine or ten the first time that I really and truly had the thought, I just don't want to live. If I was telling you the truth, I'd tell you that I remember being a teenager, maybe 13, probably 14, and someone made an offhand comment about something or other they thought I'd experience when I was 20. And my first thought was this very clear knowing, I'm not going to make it to 20. That's too long. There's no way I'm going to make it to 20 with this much pain. And if I was telling you the truth, I'd tell you that I remember the day I turned 20 and thinking, wow, this is kind of surreal because I really know there was a time when I didn't think I would make it. If I told you the truth, I'd tell you that That was a kind of victory for me at the time, and I thought, oh, this is great. I've changed so much. My problems are in the past. And if I told you the truth, I'd tell you that when I hit places in my life later in my 20s where, again, I thought, I don't want to live, I felt a kind of compounded failure, like Not only had I not been able to do it then, but I had had such high hopes that I was going somewhere different, and yet here I was, once again, back at the pain. If I told you the truth, I might tell you that when I hear people say how selfish suicide is, I think about how I felt And this was a couple decades ago, thankfully, the last time I really felt like I didn't want to be alive. But I know how I felt then, and what I know is that I felt like I'd be doing everyone a favor if I was gone. That felt really real to me at that time. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that all the self-help work I did for years and years that got me out of a a baseline level of 
thinking that I just didn't really want to be alive was very cognitive behavioral and it only worked up to a point. And if I told you the truth, I'd tell you that when I first started to do things that were a little wacky and a little wild in the realm of self-help, you know, going to workshops where you scream, going to workshops where you cry, going to workshops where, or engaging with coaching where you identify your inner kid, I did this big collective eye roll. You've got to be kidding me. This is all the stuff that gets mocked and made fun of on Saturday Night Live and, and, you know, Stuart Smalley and I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and darn it, people like me. This is the stuff that I see some people comment on with some level of derision and condescension, like, Jesus, these, these fragile people who just need to be told that they're okay and, you know, what's wrong with them. They need to toughen up. If I told you the truth, I'd tell you that toughening up too much could have killed me. If I told you the truth, I'd tell you that white-knuckling your way through and putting mind over matter only works to a point And as far as I can tell, the point where it stops working is exactly the point where the only thing left to do is surrender. And surrender is really fucking scary. If I told the truth, I'd tell you how much I did not trust adults. I'd tell you how I both understood the ways in which the adults who raised me all through my life had done the very best that they could, and yet I felt strongly that they could have done more. And I was so angry about that for such a long time that even asking for help felt like I might subject myself to more adults who didn't know what they were doing. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that some of the most profound work I've ever done has been touching in with that inner kid who lives within me and who I believe lives within us all. I tell you how much she needed to cry the tears that she never got to cry when she was a kid. And I tell you how afraid I am to say that out loud because I don't want to be mocked. I don't want to be called a crybaby. I don't want to be told that I'm weak. I don't want to be told that I'm fragile. But anger was only getting me so far. And if I told the truth, I'd tell you how often my anger was taken out on other people. How often I carried this belief that the adults in my life should have done better into jobs and into friendships and into every other manner of relationship that you can possibly think of. And then when people didn't want to be around that, I was internally devastated, highly sensitive, internally devastated, tough exterior, but internally devastated. 
If I told the truth, I'd tell you about times when I went to coaching sessions with Matthew. And I cried and I said, I don't understand if how you connect with people is you have to be yourself. Because if you aren't yourself, then people can't really connect with you. But I am being myself and people don't want to connect with me because I'm fucking it up all over the place. I was afraid I'd be isolated for the rest of my life. And one of the most potent reframes he ever gave me was that when I was showing up and had nothing but anger and resentment and judgment, I wasn't actually showing up as myself. That there was a truer self that he could see within me and that he was trying to help me to see within myself that was beyond the act. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that even now, all these years later, after all the workshops and all the books and all the time contemplating and meditating and crying the tears that need to be cried and screaming the screams that need to be screamed, this time not onto other people, but simply as catharsis. And and after all these years of spending time with that inner kid, There is still a part of me that is afraid to say that is some of the deepest work that I do. That has been some of the most potent work that I do because it's not cool. (laughs) It's not cool to cry. It's not cool online, I'm thinking of, of course. It's not cool to go scream. In some circles, it's not even cool to have an inner critic and people talk about not believing that they exist. It's definitely not cool to do inner child work. It's not cool. But let me tell you something else. If I told the truth, I'd tell you I'm not fucking around with what it takes for me to get to my emotional freedom anymore. I have been through the fire of truly wondering whether or not I should live. I have been through the highs and the lows I still remember how lost that can feel. And the life that I live today, which is full of the joy and is full of the connection and is full of feeling a sense of agency and sovereignty and power and particularly an on-fire, on-purpose, mission-driven life, if I feel any of that, it is because I have taken time to do the ridiculous. I have taken time to sit down and consciously cry so that I can clean out the backlog of emotion that, yes, still seems to be there no matter how many times I sit down to do this crying thing, but that I will tell you has less of a hold on me every time. And I will go to the workshops where... They arrange for you to scream out your pain. Because every single time that I do, as much as I feel like a complete fucking idiot in the moment right before I do it, I know that on the other side of that screaming, I am emotionally free. And I will stop and I will check in with that internal child within me. 
because I know that she exists and I know that she's alive and I know that the most isolated she's ever felt in her life were the times when my adult self turned its back on her because it wasn't cool to acknowledge that she existed. It didn't fit within that neat self-help paradigm. I get that we want logical answers. I get that what we really want is we want to very neatly think, hmm, I've got this problem. Let me think of three ways I might solve it. And now let me take action and give myself a gold star for taking action. And if that works for your life, if you are the most grateful, joyful, loving, 100% fully alive human being that you know you can be, if you live in that kind of ecstasy, then by all means that tool must be working for you and do it. But I'm speaking right now to all the people who I know have got to be like me, who have been waiting for someone to tell the truth, who have been waiting for someone to tell the truth that the cognitive behavioral in so many cases just doesn't fucking cut it. And that putting on the armor of having it all put together so that you can look like you're doing life fine doesn't fucking cut it. I'm speaking to the people right now who know what it's like to get caught in the same old, same old, same old. And each time to feel that defeating feeling of, God, I'm here again? I think there's a way out. I think that it's not a six-step plan. I think that it is fluid and dynamic. I think that it differs from person to person. I think that my way, talking about my way here, is not necessarily everyone's way, but there are elements of it that are everyone's way. And I think it starts in the body. I think that if you don't cry at least a couple times a week, a bunch of crap is starting to get backlogged in your emotional system. If I told the truth, that's what I think. I don't think it as a judgment. I just think it as a fact. I think of this the way I think of if someone didn't drink enough water, they're going to get dehydrated. I think it's the same with our emotional lives. If I told the world the truth, I'd tell the world to find the spaces and the places where your pain can be held within a community. It can be a community of one if you need it to. If I told the truth, I'd say that if you wouldn't tell a 10-year-old on the street that she doesn't exist and she doesn't matter, then why would you tell the 10-year-old within that same thing? If I told the truth, I'd remind the world that we've got it so, so, so backwards when it comes to fear. If I told the truth, I'd say that I think my fear is that 10-year-old within me who's starting to kind of figure out that she's not a kid anymore and starting to kind of figure out that she's 
kind of moving towards adulthood and doesn't know what that means and doesn't particularly like the teachers or the family or the other adult role models that are around her. They don't seem like they've got a grateful, joyful, loving way of being figured out. So childhood feels like a slog and what she's seeing of the adults around her feel like, feels like a slog and she's fucking terrified. And I don't think I'm the only one who grew up feeling that way. I think that if I really told the truth, I'd say that that inner kid within me has been one of the greatest assets. She's tough. She's tenacious. She has a lot of good ideas. She's behind everything I've created. She's the one who goes, well, well, just create the blog post. Let's see what happens. She's the one who's like, you know what? Website doesn't look quite right. Ooh, 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 let's play in Photoshop. Let's figure out like what we want it to look like. Let's get our colors together. She's the one who... I, 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 I honor her so much. She's the one who really sits at the helm of all these courageous moves. She's the creativity and she's the spontaneity. I would never want to get rid of her. Maybe that's what I'm really trying to get at. You don't want to get rid of your fear. Because your 10-year-old, your inner kid 10-year-old who's so goddamn afraid doesn't want to be gotten rid of. You get rid of the fear. You get rid of also the part of you that stands at a precipice and says, I want to, I want to jump off and I want to see where this goes. I don't want to live a life of certainty. I want to play. I want to experiment. I want to be spontaneous. I want to experience the joy that only comes from the delight of the unexpected. Stop trying to kick fear's ass, because that's kicking her ass. Stop trying to tell your fear to shut up, because that's telling her to shut up. Your fear shouldn't be in the driver's seat of your life. You don't want it calling the shots. But you don't want to get rid of it either. You want to heal it. You want to heal it. You want to give that 10-year-old within you the ability to cry in a really authentic way and to scream in a really authentic way and to declare her big, wild, totally quote-unquote unrealistic dreams to the world and to be in her delight and to be in her spontaneity and to be in her utter lack of concern for whether or not something's realistic. You want her to live. If I told you the truth, I would say to you, you want her to live. So stop trying to tell her she's wrong for being afraid. And instead, create the conditions for her to step out onto that precipice. If I told you the truth, I'd say, again, I don't fuck around anymore with what it takes for me to have my emotional freedom. These days, I can walk into just about any room, and I can look you in the eye, 
and I can smile. That honey warm, wow, I love you, you're a good human smile. I could hug you. I could hold space for your deepest, darkest, most shameful secret, and I could still love you. And that's only because I've done all the things that don't look cool. That's only because I decided not to fuck around anymore with what it takes for me to have my emotional freedom. Because I've decided that I'm going to cry a couple times a week, intentionally. I'm going to scream into a towel a couple times a week, intentionally. Because life is (laughs) fucking frustrating sometimes. And I'm not going to stifle that and hold it in and let it build up until it becomes depression, until it becomes anxiety, until it becomes meh, until it becomes lack of connection from my daughter or from my husband. I'm not doing that. And that's a choice that I've made and it's a choice that you can make right here, right now. And if any part of you is thinking, no, I can't make that choice. I don't have that in me. I don't know what that would look like. I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Where you begin is you breathe. <laughs> and then if some part of you goes, well, that's not enough. That's not a big enough step. What do you mean I just breathe? You breathe. You breathe and you stop and you say to that little 10-year-old within you, I love you. And there is nothing that you could ever do that would make me leave. Try it for a moment. Put two hands over your heart. Close your eyes. Pull in a picture of who you were at 10 or whatever age you know it should be. Because you know the age. See her smile. Remember what she loved to do, what could fill her up for hours. What put you in a flow state at that age? Maybe it was art. Maybe it was exploring in nature. Maybe it was bouncing a ball. Maybe it was whispering secrets to friends. And you put your hands over your heart and you think of her. And you know that you love that, that you that you were. And you send the you that you were a message from the you that you are today. I love you. I will always love you. There is nothing you could ever do that would make me leave. There is nothing you could ever do that would make me stop loving you. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you endured that got you through all of it to today. And you sit in that. You sit in that and you breathe and if the tears start to come, you don't hold them back. And if a fury arises within you, that it was bullshit whatever you had to walk through. You don't hold that back either. You don't take it out on other people. You scream out your rage into a towel. But you don't hold it in anymore. 
And I get that this won't look cool and you'll feel self-conscious and a part of you will go, what has my life come to that I listen to this podcast with this self-helpy fucking life coach who's telling me that it would be a good idea to cry? What? I get it. But I've been (laughs) for way too many years of my life on that side of things. And at some point, I had to declare no more. I exhausted every logical way of doing life that there was to pursue. The tears are the medicine. Going into the body is the medicine. The child within you is the medicine. And deciding that you will love her no matter what, is the medicine. Just breathe with that for a moment. I know that it's often said in self-help, you deserve to fully love your life. And it can be said so often that if I told you the truth, I'd tell you that I got to a point where I was like, yeah, 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 got it, got it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah, sure. But I really didn't get that I deserved it. And the evidence of that was how often I would choose over and over the same patterns that would put me right back into my own particular brand of hell. So if you know that you choose any of those patterns, that you sometimes are conscious about them, and you go, fuck, I can't figure it out, I'm just going to da-da-da-da. Or if you know that you go on autopilot and don't put the time into getting really present about your patterns, you are still choosing a life that indicates that you don't yet feel you deserve something better. You do deserve something better. You deserve to wake up in the morning and feel well-rested. You deserve to sit up in bed and have a slow, sensuous smile come over your face because it's a new day. You deserve to live with people who turn to you and their eyes light up in the morning as everyone's getting their coffee. You deserve to look out your window and think, Hmm, a new day. You deserve to go to work and not let the commute get to you and not think that if the job were different, if the boss were different, if the coworkers were different, if the work were different, you could finally have the life that you want. You deserve to be powerful enough in your own skin that you love the life you have even as you work towards something better. And that right there is some holy sovereignty to know that even if the circumstances of your life in this moment right now are not where you'd like them to be from a vision-based place, you will love them just the same. This is your warrior training ground. This is how you train to love that inner kid within, by the way. When you look around at your life, and it ain't perfect, but you wouldn't trade it for the world, 
when you can look around at your life and maybe it's not the vision that you are in the process of creating, but you go, thank you. Thank you for this here right now. I don't know everything that there is to know about the world and I don't know everything that there is to know about your healing. I can only know mine. Yet I walk with the belief that as humans we're not so very different from one another. If there's one of me that has not found the answers to her pain in the strictly cognitive behavioral, then there have to be others. And if I can reach even one of the others, if even one person who hears this goes, oh, this is why I keep getting stuck in the same endless loop, then it's all been worth it. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that nothing I do is a marketing tagline. I'd tell you that I do the work I do because of the way I suffered. That I believe that courage is not just some pithy aspirational thing. It is, it is the depth you go to when you decide that you're no longer playing it cool and you're going to do whatever it takes, that your emotional freedom is worth whatever it takes. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that I believe that there is a better world available to all of us, no matter how hopeless the headlines seem. I'd tell you that I think that Everyone has this innate capacity for change, regardless of circumstance. I tell you that it's not going to be easy. Not the whole time, anyway. I tell you that if you've been discouraged, and especially if you've been discouraged often, you're giving up too soon. You're giving up before you can see the benefit of the work. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that what it means to me to sit in my life right now and to see the gifts and to bless the gifts and to feel the full weight and joy and I, like there, the, this is where the words fail me. If I, there, there's the the infuriating <laughs> word indescribable is what comes up. I've touched on a joy and I continue to root into it that has been worth all the pain that I've walked. And I don't expect that the pain will never come back for a visit. I just know deeply in my bones that I have met the love of my life and it is that still, small space within me that is not afraid of you and is not afraid of anything the world throws at me. Certainly not in this moment. That can look at you, look you in the eye, and see the truth of who you are. No matter what you think the truth of who you are is, I can look at you and I can see the truth of who you are and I know that you are good. And I know that you are good because I know that I am good. 
I know that we are all good at our core. The question really is, will we give ourselves the gift of our own goodness? Will we give ourselves the gift of doing what it takes, walking through that first difficult, long slog of confronting the crap? If we will give ourselves that gift, we will live in ways that are sovereign and courageous and whole and on fire and on purpose. (laughs) If we will give ourselves that gift, things become possible that you never imagined would have been possible when the pain was clouding your vision and your judgment and putting up the incredible illusion that what you feel in the moment that you are in pain is what you will always feel. If I told the truth, I'd tell you that it's time for you to drop that illusion. Whatever your work is, even if it's not mine or what I describe here, whatever your work is, it's time for you to go after it. It's time for you to do the things that feel awkward or weird or completely and totally out of your comfort zone. It's time for you to cut the shit and stop telling yourself that at some point in the future, that's when you'll have figured it out. Nobody figures it out. Not in any permanent way, because life is flux and change. But in this now moment, something more is available to you. If you will take the first step, and then another, and then another, and refuse to give up until you arrive at your own personal emotional freedom. I send you all my love, and I thank you for listening to me as I tell the truth.